You are listening to the Boss Bar Podcast, the show that brings you an intimate conversation with the boss behind the business. The Boss Bar, brought to you by Boss Up Magazine, is the official podcast for the emerging bosses in the business, entertainment, and political world. You want to learn more about our guests? Simply go to bossupmag.org. We have an amazing show lined up for you today. So without further ado, here's your host, Destiny, the Fly Girl. Hey, bosses. Are you interested in promoting your business on a global scale? Do you need help to formulate a strategic message for your clients? Would you like to possibly have your products and services showcased in print, digital, television, or perhaps even this podcast? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you should definitely consider advertising with Boss Up Magazine. Boss Up Magazine is the official place where bosses make power moves. We offer affordable solutions that empower businesses to level up by promoting their brand on a higher scale. Don't delay. Contact us now at info at bossupmag.org to make your boss move today. That's info at bossupmag.org. And now back to the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Boss Bar, where we introduce you to the boss behind the business. Today on the show, we are so honored to have uh, the founder of this podcast, Tonita Dozier. Tonita Dozier is an entrepreneur who really loves just giving back to entrepreneurs and helping them to emerge and develop and grow and uh, promote their businesses on multiple platforms. So welcome to the show, Tonita. We're so happy, happy, happy to have you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on the Boss Bar uh, today. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you started this whole thing. I mean, how do you feel about how the show has been going so far? I think the show has been going in the right direction. Um, I think the show is amazing. It definitely um, is in the right hands with the right host, and I think (laughs) it's just been great. Yeah, so... I want to talk to you about your business and about your vision. I mean, you have um, started so many businesses just out of Boss Up Magazine. So many things have come out of it. Um, So let's start at the beginning. Um, Kind of when did you get the idea to start Boss Up Magazine? Sure. So let's go back down memory lane. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I started my business in October of 2017. Um, prior to the magazine, I actually had a different business where I was creating uh, T-shirts and coffee mugs and tote bags that had up, uplifting uh, quotes and stuff on it. Mm. Um, and so that was going okay for a while, but I, I felt like I was really struggling to really get brand awareness. Like it just, it just was really difficult. And, of course, with me being a emerging entrepreneur at the time, funds weren't all the way there. Um, Mm. The resources, I'm sorry, the resources that I needed, you know, I really just couldn't afford them. And I just felt like I was in this box. Mm. 
So I said, okay, uh, let me think about, you know, what it is I can do to pivot my business to be a little bit more successful. What can I do to allocate the funds to push it, to market it? And at the same time, I had other friends who had businesses, um, MLM, um, all different kind of businesses, and they were having the same issues where they weren't getting a lot of visibility, they weren't getting a lot of support, they just were kind of like at a standstill in a box like myself. So one day I was just thinking and I said, you know, what can I create or what can I do to bridge that gap? And Mm -hmm. I said, you know what, well, why don't I start a magazine? I said, a magazine will allow people to be showcased, for people to talk about their business, their brands and products and services, and people can read them and learn about them. You know, people still read today, even though our generation and and society now is really big on technology, believe it or not, people still read books. When you get on airplanes, people still go to the library, when they go Mm -hmm. to the doctor's office, people always read stuff. So I said, well, I think a magazine would be a great starting point um, because everyone reads and then on top of that at the time I wasn't considering a printed version I was you know strictly thinking about digital because I was like well people like to read and it still ties in with technology driven society now so I said well let me start with a digital magazine and that's how I started Boston Magazine. You know, that's so funny that you said that. You're like, oh, businesses, my business is getting promoted. I think I'll just start a magazine. You said that just so, so <laughs> matter-of-factly, like, oh, yeah, not a big deal. I guess I'll just start a magazine. Like, what? What was the process of that? Like, what was going through your head at that time? Was it just, like, so simple? Like, what was that? It honestly, this is going to sound really crazy or you may have heard this before. It just really was like a spirit just telling me you need to make a magazine. Like it was no, Mm -hmm. it was like a no brainer. It was like, I know it's going to sound bad, but it wasn't like a lot of research. Like, you know how sometimes people Mm -hmm. like start businesses (laughs) and they do like say they're doing a soap business or they're doing a t-shirt, but they do all this research. Like I just Mm -hmm. woke up one day, was thinking about the failures that I had experienced, you know, because when you start a business, you set these expectations for yourself and mm-hmm. you think this is going to go this way and it doesn't happen that way and boom, now you're looking at failure like, okay, I got to go back to the drawing board. So it just was really a spirit just like, okay, you need to just do this. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i glad that you followed that spirit and you followed that voice because you've definitely been um, a, a motivating factor in my life of getting getting on the ball, like with this podcast, with my blog, with lots of different business ideas and things that I've had, and several other woman, women. I know I'm not the only one that you've, you know, whose lives you touched just because you went on and said, I guess I'll make a magazine. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about the services that you provide with the magazine. Like, what what is your target demographic? <clears throat> sure, I'm sorry. Uh, sure, so uh, Boston Magazine is a multimedia platform, um, and I have digital features. I have a printed publication feature option, which is fairly new. Um, I also uh, have a connection with you for the podcast. I no longer Mm -hmm. do the podcast, but I do refer (laughs) those interested in the podcast to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also do the networking events. 
Um, I do a little bit of um, consulting and mentoring to those who are up and coming. Um, and those are the main things that I offer. Um, I do have a mobile app that is uh, currently in the development stages, so that's something that's coming out later on down the line. Um, and I also actually have a TV show that is streamed on Roku streaming devices as well as YouTube, um, as well as my website. It is called The Boss Lounge, and that is more of a one-to-one uh, live interview uh, where I get you know up close and personal with the, uh, the business owner, the entrepreneur, and I learn more about their business and still give them that platform that's a little bit um, uh, elevated to the next level of mm-hmm. them, um, you know, having someone saying, hey, tell us about your business, tell us about your brand and what you do. Mm. So you have the magazine, it's print and digital. You yes. have the podcast that you tr- uh, transferred over to somebody else, a.k.a. me. You yes. have a <laughs> television show that's on Roku channels. And you have an app. Yes. Absolutely, yes. I want them. I, you know, a lot of these different visions um, have been created for on my behalf as to making sure I'm able to cater to any emerging entrepreneur, regardless of what level they are at in their business. Mm. Mm. That I think that's a beautiful thing because it's kind of like you. It's it's almost like you want to give back to people. You want to help bring them up as you go up. You don't want them to go through the hurdles that you went through. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, um, I think that right now everybody is about celebrity, celebrity gossip, celebrity news. Mm. And, of course, it's entertaining. You know, it's juicy or it's the latest tea, mm-hmm. quote, unquote. But, you know, we all start from somewhere, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, what sure. about the people that are just starting out? You know, yeah. this celebrity didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, the most part, most celebrities don't happen overnight. You do, you do have a handful, you know, but mm-hmm. most celebrities are not overnight celebrities. And so, you know, you still want to make sure you don't forget about the people who are up and coming because the people that's up and coming is actually doing a lot of great things for their community. You know, they're doing a lot of great things to help the next person. You know, they're creating a lot of wonderful products uh, to service those who need them, you know. So it's a lot of different things, you know, that up and coming entrepreneurs um, are giving to the community, are giving to mm-hmm. people that I feel gets overlooked a lot because everybody is worried about, you know, celebrity status, what celebrities are doing, you know, what's the latest fashion trends, you know, and they're, they're not really looking at the people, hey, you know, this person's doing this in the community, this person designed this beautiful gown mm-hmm. that was featured in this yeah. magazine, you know, no one's yeah. really talking about that. Yeah, I, I think um, why the reason why what you do is so important is that, you know, a lot of times entrepreneurs just starting out, they are just that. They're just starting out. You know, they probably have a real job that they go to that pays the bills or, you know, they have kids. They have a real life. So, um, but the thing they may be doing is directly correlated to their dreams and their purpose. But when your dreams and purposes aren't paying the bills, sometimes it's easy to just say, <laughs> okay, Let's just put this up for a minute, but I think what you provide is like simple ways, uh, affordable ways for people to uh, promote their business, to uh, build support groups and network with one another, and just ultimately just to stay in there, to hang in there, and I think that's something that's really, really important. Thank you. Thank you so much, and I just want to comment on 
the key word that she said, affordable. And I, I want to comment on that because a lot of people have this big misconception that if it's affordable, it's low quality. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. That's not mm-hmm. true at all. So I just wanted to comment on that because people think that if you're not paying millions, or not millions, if you're not paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars, yeah. then what you're paying for is not worth it. And sometimes, you know, those are like the hidden gems. You know, when you're finding yeah. something, you know, affordable, you know, it's, it's, it can be life-changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, the big thing with that. Um, is that I think people need to go more and spread the word about these types of things. Like when they, you know, they they find someone that's a small business owner that, you know, maybe they can get soaps from or they get the inspirational cups from or something like that, making sure they're spreading the word and getting the word out there because that's free advertising right there. That's actually the top number one way of advertising is person to person. But because not always, like it's kind of difficult to, um, I was reading like some marketing books, it's kind of difficult to get people just to do that on their own. That's why, you know, we have, like, commercials and different things like that where they try to get you to be a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. It makes it – I feel like the way that you do it makes it a little bit more um, simple for people. Absolutely. So, I agree. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit more, just a little bit more about Boss Up Magazine. What makes you unique and stand out from other uh, magazine publications that promote small businesses? Uh, Number one, (laughs) uh, I cater to those who are up and coming. And as I said before, you don't have that too much. You don't have too many, um, you know, media outlets that are doing that, that are focusing and actually staying true to their target audience because you have those people that, or you have those agencies and outlets that they say they focus on this, but then you kind of see them focus on something a little bit outside of, like, what what they say their audience is. Um, also, uh, I have expanded my platform to cater to any um, – any level uh, that an emerging entrepreneur is at, regardless if they Mm -hmm. are just beginning or if they are established. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, not only that, I offer options that, you know, are face-to-face. I offer those live one-on-one interviews on Roku and and YouTube, and I also offer those networking events that bring people together uh, front and center. So I believe that is what makes me stand out. Let's talk a little bit about these networking events because I feel like you've kind of been holding back on these networking events without telling us all about it. Um, I'm just going to let you, I'm going to see how you introduce and talk about this because then I'm going to come back and add my little uh, cherries and berries and all that stuff. Well, go ahead. Tell me about the networking events. So uh, I have a networking event that is really, really popular um, that I just started this year. It is called Cupcakes and Conversations. It is a social networking tour that I started strictly on the East Coast because that is where I'm located. Um, And I wanted to create something that goes around the entire East Coast to give everyone a chance 
to network and be a part of this tour. And I did that because a lot of times you have these different events that only go to key main cities. They only go to Chicago. They only go to New York. Mm-hmm. They only go to Atlanta. They only go to L.A. But they don't go to the smaller cities. Like, you know, they don't go to the smaller cities that you don't really hear much about. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, that kind of limits people from going to networking events and mingling with other people because it may be too far away. Um, It may be something where it's not affordable. Um, Mm -hmm. So I created the Cupcakes and Conversation social tour to cater to that. And again, that goes back to me saying that my platform is geared to cater to any entrepreneur regardless of where they are in their business. Mm. So um, you said you did one already. Tell me about this previous event that you did. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I did <clears throat> so for this year I did a I did Philadelphia as the first stop, um, mainly because that is um an area that I know is predominantly uh, full of a lot of minority-owned businesses, um, Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of connections there. Um, So I started in Philadelphia, and I wanted it to be a little different. I didn't want to start at a big key main city like Chicago or L.A. You know, I kind of wanted to do something that was close to home to where I'm located. Um, So I started off in Philadelphia. That was an amazing event. It was a sold-out event, um, Mm -hmm. and it was an awesome vibe. It was like a new vibe to networking. Everybody came in. They had a great time. Everyone talked to one another. There was not an elephant in the room. You know, everyone mingled and everyone felt comfortable. You know, it was an intimate setting. Cupcakes and conversations, uh, those events are geared to intimate settings. They're not geared to cater to hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. They're geared to actually only accommodate 50 people. And I put that cap on there because I feel like when it's more intimate, people are more open. When it's too many, people can be intimidated. And, you know, then it turns into a whole thing of, oh, I went to this event. It was so many people. And then someone says, well, oh, did you network? Oh, well, not really. You know, I never want any events that I do to be like that. I never want that result because I have experienced that myself where I've gone to an event and it's so overwhelming. You don't know what to do. You don't know who to talk to. You don't know where to start. So, um With the event being, you know, at a max of 50 people, I felt Mm. that it was very appropriate to allow people to, you know, feel comfortable and open in networking because a lot of times some entrepreneurs are afraid to network. They are afraid of that face-to-face conversation. They are afraid, you know, of just being put on the spot. And honestly, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes entrepreneurs don't know how to spark a conversation um, because they're intimidated with too many people. So I definitely wanted to eliminate all of that stress, (laughs) and I wanted the events to be welcoming, intimate, and something that was fun and, you know, something that people will never forget. You know, they can go home and say, hey, you know what, I went to this great event. It wasn't a million people there, but I had a great time. I connected with a lot of good people. You know, I made business. You know, I, I wanted that kind of feedback for my event. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, as a participant in the event, and, you know, I was on the panel, I definitely have to say, like, the smaller, uh, the better, because it was intimate. Um, It didn't feel like, you know, I was the only person in the room, but it didn't feel like 
there were so many people in the room that I couldn't reach everyone or talk to everyone or make connections. Um, I thought, you know, the cupcakes were amazing. I thought the networking portion was great. The panel, the, the speakers on the panel, um, they really brought a lot of truth. Uh, like, I, I found myself, like, snapping, like, yes, girl, yes. Even though I was up there myself, I was like, yes, y'all, go ahead. So, um, and I also feel like most of the people that were in the audience, like, they weren't just, you know, people show, you know, just coming passerbyers or whatever. They were all mm-hmm. business women, women that, uh, you know, they came to get some information. And I feel like it was something that was really beneficial to them. Absolutely. And, and that's the result that I wanted. And it's very, very, you know, comforting and relieving, you know, to know that you're saying that, you know, and mm-hmm. that just hearing that lets me know that I am on the right path with these events because that's what they're catered to do. So thank you so much for that. I'm so glad to hear some great feedback about the event. Um, and, yeah. yes, the desserts were amazing. The mimosa was <laughs> great. Um, it just was a great time, and, you know, I, I just really am very happy with how Philadelphia turned out, and I'm definitely looking forward to Delaware. Um, Cupcakes and Conversations is coming mm-hmm. to Wilmington, Delaware, Saturday, July the 20th. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Um, I've been pushing that nonstop um, for the Delaware event. We'll be talking about balance, um, which I think is really important because, mm. as you said before, you do have those people who work a nine-to-five, like myself. Mm. Uh, you do have those who work a nine-to-five. And so sometimes balance can be something that's a little tricky, um, and balance can sometimes make or break your business if you're not balancing correctly. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think balance is so important. And I think um, balance and discipline go hand in hand. It's something I've been thinking about. Because um, you can have all the discipline in the world, uh, but if you don't have balance to go with it, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Like that regimented, strict schedule type of life, um, that can work at sometimes, but there are going to be times where you're not always going to be able to follow that schedule. So balance comes in where you're like, okay, you know, maybe I didn't wake up exactly at 5 a.m. this morning I woke up at 8 but hey I still woke up I'm still going to get stuff done it's still going to be a great day and tomorrow I will do the things necessary to make sure that I get back on my schedule but I'm not going to fall apart just because I didn't get hit the target of what I was supposed what I thought I was supposed to do you know absolutely absolutely you're absolutely right you hit it right on the head absolutely it's going to be a great 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 event and um so we're going to go to commercial break, and actually our commercial break is the Cupcakes and Conversation commercial. <laughs> so um, everybody, definitely make sure you come out. But we're going to hit that commercial, and we'll be right back after these few messages. If networking with people headed to the top is something you enjoy, the Cupcakes and Conversation Tour is an event you do not want to miss. Meet us in Wilmington, Delaware on July 20th, where we will be sharing the ins and outs of being a boss with people making major boss moves. This event will have cupcakes, mimosas, guest speakers, and more. Go to www.bossupmag.org to get your tickets today. That's www.bossupmag.org. If you would like to have your business or your project featured on the show? Have questions you would like to ask the bosses? Or just want to say hi? Send us an email 
at bossbarpod at gmail.com. And we are back um, here with Twanita Dozier, who is the founder and CEO of Boss Up Magazine. Hey, Twanita, how are you? Hey, hey, I'm good. I'm so glad to be on the Boss Bar again. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you for creating this platform. Um, yeah, so I'm so excited to have her on the show today. We've been talking about her businesses, um, how she started with Boss Up Magazine, and that branched on to a podcast and then to a printed magazine. That now she has like a television show on Roku. She's getting ready to launch a app, a mobile app on your phone, and she also has live events um, called Cupcakes and Conversations that have been widely successful on the East Coast. So you are just doing it all, and you have a nine to five absolutely i try (laughs) wow that that's amazing um so before we get into the second half of our show i actually want to talk about some boss tools um boss tools is just a segment of the show where we share helpful tips and tools that our listeners can use in their business so these are things like helpful apps like mailchimp Hootsuite or Planoli, things that just help to make your life as an entrepreneur easier and more um, simplistic. Um, So what type of tool would you like to share today? I actually would like to talk about MailChimp. Um, I think MailChimp is a great boss tool to have, to be knowledgeable of, and get familiar with, Um, especially if you are an up-and-coming entrepreneur or up-and-coming brand, Um, especially if you're looking to do newsletters, you're looking to build um, an email list, you're looking to secure a more uh, supportive group of people who are focused on the content that you have, your brand, and your business. I think MailChimp is amazing. For one, MailChimp, um, it does allow you to be very creative. They do have a free version and a paid version, um, but both Mm. are great. Uh, MailChimp does allow you to be creative. It does allow you to create your own emails. You say what you want it to say. It's not, oh, these are our layouts. You have to pick these. You can pick out the layouts they have, or you can make your own. Um, So I really love MailChimp, very creative-driven. Also, another thing that I like about MailChimp is that it allows you to see your open rate. A lot of times you want to know, especially if you're doing email subscribers, you want to keep an eye out on who's opening your emails, Um, how many people are opening because it lets you know, okay, this particular layout I did for an Mm -hmm. email didn't work. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one worked better. Um, And so I think MailChimp is great. Not only that, um, something that I did recently is I did an email blast through Eventbrite. Um, oh. And that was very successful. That really showed me how many impressions I received through Eventbrite and MailChimp. <clears throat> it did tell me my open rate. It did give me a preview of how it looked. It was very successful, and I thought that was great because sometimes uh, when you get emails, sometimes it may go to your promotions, it may go to your spam, and sometimes it does go into your inbox. And that is one thing that I love about MailChimp is that you can continue to send out test emails to yourself or to your friends to see if 
a particular layout is causing your emails to go to promotions, causing your emails to go to spam, causing your emails to go to inbox. Um, MailChimp mm. does send you um, different kinds of tips on um, how to make sure that your emails are going directly into the inbox. Also, MailChimp does allow you to create landing pages, which is perfect for those. Yep. Um, you know, perfect for those who don't really want to purchase started. a website right mm-hmm. right now. They kind of just want to start out with something to mm-hmm. collect emails to kind of see what kind of interest they get. So I really love MailChimp. MailChimp is very, very, very awesome. I would highly recommend MailChimp for anyone regardless of if they are just starting out or established. Yeah, I would definitely piggyback off of you. Mailchimp is amazing. Um, um, Instagram and Snap, uh, Facebook really have been tripping lately. Like they've been going down. You can't get into your account sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And I know, like a lot of business owners are like freaking out. Like, oh, I can't get to my sales. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. I can't do that. But you don't own. I always say this every, just almost every time that I can on the Boss Two segment. You do not own your social media followers. You don't. Those followers are owned by those corporations. Like they mine them for data to see what types of products that that person might purchase based on the things that they like or their interactions or things like that. That is the purpose of those social media networks. If you have their emails, you can try to do the same thing yourself and you know, you will own those followers. You will own those email addresses and you can market to them the things that you want to market to them. However, if you're thinking, you know, your whole marketing strategy is based off of Instagram and that's it, that is not the way to move forward. And you definitely um, (laughs) should consider using MailChimp um, to make things a little bit easier and simplistic for you. Um, Absolutely. And, And just to piggyback off of that, even when you, even when those social sites go down, if you have your email subscribers, you can still send them stuff and still keep track of how many people are looking at it. If you think about it on Instagram and on Facebook, it tells you your insights. It tells you how many accounts you've reached. It tells yep. you how many people have looked at it. And the same thing MailChimp does. When you send out an email, it tells you how many people opened it, what is the percentage, how many people clicked on this and that, and it actually shows you who opened it and who clicked mm-hmm. on it. So, yep. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely a boss move. Um, if you guys um, – haven't checked it out, definitely check it out, MailChimp.com. It is free, and there is a paid version, uh, but in my opinion, I think the free version works pretty, pretty well, um, so that's uh-huh. cool. Um, yeah. So getting back more into the interview portion, um, I want to talk about a time that you failed, a time when you were working on something, and it didn't come out exactly in the way that you thought it was. Um, how, what was that situation, and how did you get through it? <laughs> oh, wow. This is a perfect, um, perfect moment of transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only do I have cupcakes and conversations, I do have an event I do every year. Um, And so the first event that I did, I did it back in my hometown, Chicago. Um, And I did that event by myself. I didn't have any help, really. You know, I had friends that gave me a helping hand here and there. But for the most part, I did it by myself. Um, I had vendors. I had secured the venue, everything. Um, And for me, 
my failure was going way above my budget um, mm. and actually feeling like, because a lot of times people mix up failure with it being something that you do. Um, mm-hmm. For me, feeling like I let my guests down with the event because I had vendors pull out the day before. Mm-hmm. I had vendors pull out the day of um, because of personal reasons. They didn't have transportation. They didn't have their products. Mm-hmm. They were sick. They wasn't able to go. And so for me, here I am promoting this event, saying I'm going to have X, Y, and Z vendors, and then I have less. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, thinking about the budget I set and realizing, wow, I've really went over the budget, you know. Yeah. And just thinking, okay, with me going over the budget, did I really, you know, get out of, you know, what I went over? Did I get a good quality back out of that? Or did I just go over my budget and didn't get anything? So for me, you know, I would say that that would be uh, what my <laughs> my uh, most memorable failure would be. But, you know, on the flip side of that, it did allow me to write a book to, again, give back to someone else. <laughs> Uh, um, but so definitely, it did allow me to write a book. Um, you know, no big deal. It did. It did. <laughs> I sure did. And what's the name of the book? And how can we find it? The book is called "Secure Your Success: um, How to Plan an Event Like a Boss," um, mm-hmm. and it is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And I actually wrote that book because. Um, again, I didn't do a lot of research, and I know it sounds crazy. You know, you hear people say, oh, do research, do research. Sometimes when you're doing stuff, you're not thinking about research unless mm-hmm. it comes to certain things. You're just going off of, you know, what you want to do, your spirit, you know, what it is that you mm-hmm. have your mindset on. Um, and I did some research here and there, but I did not do um, a thorough research on X, Y, and Z. Um, do I regret it? No. Um, I think it allowed me to learn, you know, what to do, what not to do, and it allowed me to experience something that I'm not very um, honestly um, too big on sharing, you know, with that, you know, transparency Mm -hmm. is a big thing. Um, But for me, sometimes, depending on what it is, um, I just, I'm more of a need-to-know basis kind of person. Um, So I was happy that I went through that so that I can say, hey, you know what, let me go ahead and create some informational um, products for someone who is trying to do their own event, who is needing um, some guidance on what to do and what not to do. You know, a lot of times people don't even know that, you know, you need to pay attention when you plan an event. You need to pay attention to what other events are going on during that time. You need to pay attention to, you know, what right. season is it? Is it mm-hmm. summer? Are people going mm-hmm. on vacation? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's little things like that that people um, aren't thinking about when they're planning events. But nevertheless, that experience and that failure alone allowed me to be better. Um, you know, it allowed me to um, give back and help someone else. So I think um, that would be my answer to that. That's funny that you consider that a failure because I absolutely don't. I mean, I wasn't there, but from the things that I saw, the things that I heard, all the media, all the stories that came out of it, I mean, I sent my intern there, and she just couldn't stop talking about it for a long time. She was very excited about it, and she put together a video. Everything that I saw, it looked like a a success to me. You had lots of people out. They looked like they were interacting. They were having a good time. Um, You had red carpet hosting. You had a celebrity out. Um, She was from... um, Danity Kane, right? 
Yes, I had D-Woods from Daddy King. I sure did. Yeah, like you, so, I mean, I feel like sometimes as entrepreneurs, we really can be, like, so hard <laughs> on ourselves. Like, I remember yesterday yeah. I was listening to a copy of a, a, a podcast recorded. I'm just like, wow, this is so horrible. I just hate this. Like, we have to turn this off right now. It's really making me very mad. I'm getting angry. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? This is great. Like, what's what's the problem? I, I listed, like, all these things that was wrong. And she's like, I didn't hear any of those things. And my dad said the same thing. And, I mean, you know, on one hand, they're parents, so they're supposed to be nice. But on the other hand, I do think, like, we can be our worst critic. But that, that, that sometimes that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you, you know you're, you're absolutely right about that. And, yes, we can be our, um, our biggest and worst critics. Um, but I do believe it is something that is needed to make us better in the long run. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what would you say uh, has been the best bit of advice you've received thus far? It could be career advice, life advice, um, anything. Hmm. The best advice I received, hmm. You know, I've received a lot of different things, um, whether it's business or personal um, but I would say the best advice is um, keep going regardless of what someone's opinion is. Mm. Um, because I gave you a prime example of that. When I first started my business um, in 2018, so last year, March of last year, I actually reached out to a marketing company, and I will never forget this because this is something that correlates to the quote. Uh, I reached out to a bigger uh, marketing company, you know, trying to get some help with the event that I was doing. And long story short, it was a lot of back and forth of that particular company telling me that I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that, that I should be following up behind this particular brand and that particular brand, and it was a really sour taste in my mouth. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like when someone's trying to tell you to do something that you know it's not your lane. Um, yeah. And I just couldn't believe it because it's like, you know, I'm paying my money for something and you're trying to tell me what you are and aren't what you are and are not going to do uh, with my business, and I'm telling you I'm paying you X, Y, and Z because I want X, Y, and Z done. Um, and so just that quote alone of keep going regardless of what other people's opinions are, um, I would say it's the best advice because if I would have, buckled down, if I would have, you know, folded and listened to that particular company, I wouldn't be um, where I am because actually that conversation even went into a whole thing of that company feeling like my platform um, was basically, it just wasn't worth it. Like it just wasn't... (laughs) It, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't of any value. And so now that I'm looking back on that and looking at where I am now, I'm so glad that I didn't allow yeah. that particular company to do that. And, you know, you have people and you have companies that do that. They think they know everything, but sometimes they don't. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. they don't. So 
it's so important to surround yourself with positive voices and people that will encourage you. Not, I'm not. This is not to get confused with yes men. You don't want somebody to always tell you yes, this is great. Yes, you're doing such a good job. It's not to massage your ego, but you do want to have people around you that are speaking life and positive things and like encouraging you. Not saying like everything is bad that you're doing. You need to just stop this and turn in the other direction. You know what I mean? Like you have to. Um, just be really mindful of that, especially especially if you're paying them. Like, if I'm paying you my money, uh-huh. just do the job that I ask you to do. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, we think you it's know? that simple, but <laughs> you think that. So as entrepreneurs, we're always learning. We're always growing. We're always trying to find ways to expand. Um, can you tell me what has been uh, one of the best investments that you've made uh, in yourself thus far in your career? It could be anything from, you know, some classes, coaching. Um, maybe you paid somebody to do some website development for you, um, different things like that. What, what would you say has been the best um, investment that you've done thus far? Um, honestly, the best investment I've done thus far is networking. Mm. It really has been networking, and that is an investment because a lot of people don't know or understand the power of networking. They really don't. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, my best investment is networking. Um, and I would honestly say um, just like little things that I've purchased, um, along the way of me expanding into different areas. So I would say, you know, just, you know, investing financially in my brand and business with different things I need. Um, mm-hmm. For example, I invested and bought myself a ring light and a backdrop, which allowed me to travel with my show, The Boss Lounge. Mm-hmm. So now I can make it a little bit easier on the person I'm interviewing um, for them to be interviewed. So I would say, you know, financially, just getting the products I need, um, and I would say networking. Yeah, that ring light is everything, I do have to say. <laughs> Y'all, hit her up so you can get on the boss lounge and check out her ring light. <laughs> yes, and that you can check great. out the boss lounge at www.bossofmed.org backslash the boss lounge. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The ring light has been the bomb.com. I can't even, <laughs> I can't so, even deny um, it. <laughs> Where do you see yourself and your brand in the next five years? Um, I would say growing, um, possibly having a, a team of writers, um, mm-hmm. and I would also say expanding to doing more things um, with the brand to make it go hand in hand. So I would say expanding and growing. Okay, and keeping with that same vision and that same um, goal of sticking with emerging entrepreneurs and supporting them every step of the way. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. What are some things you think would have been helpful for you to know before you decided, hey, I'm going to make a web, I'm going to make a, uh, going to make a magazine. It's going to be in print, and then I'm going to have an app and and, and events. <laughs> and all these different things. What do you think some things would have been you wish you had known before you got started? Um, How time-consuming it would be. Not saying it's a bad thing, but um, it's very Mm -hmm. time-consuming. That's definitely a major thing. Um, Actually, um, another thing is I would say finances. Um, Okay. I mean, I think every business has a set 
I guess, a set bar of finances that it requires. Uh, but I think just kind of knowing, like, a rounding starting point will probably would have mm-hmm. been great because there's probably some things I could have done way early on instead mm-hmm. of now just doing it now. So I would say that. Those would probably be the main two things I would say. Okay. Okay. Finances. Um, so w- would you think, like, maybe you would have saved before you got started, or would you have changed that, or...? I probably would have saved. I probably would have mm-hmm. saved so that way I can kind of jumpstart myself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes when you are building something from scratch, uh, when you're building from scratch, you you probably are paying as you go. You know, you're financing as you go. Whereas if you already have something saved up, you can kind of jump in and kind of knock a few things out to jumpstart you. So um, mm. I would definitely say, yeah, definitely um, I probably would have been better off with starting um, with something saved on the side. Um, but, I mean, you know, financing as I go is not a bad thing. Um, but if I'm thinking about emerging entrepreneurs who are just starting, um, definitely I would advise them to save before they start, mm. if, they, okay. if they can, if they can. Okay. Um, well, it's almost about time for us to wrap up the show. Um, but before we go, I do want to ask you, what is some advice that you have for people that want to follow in your footsteps? You know, people that want to pave the way for others and um, provide options for networking and uh, be a media mogul, a media a one-stop shop <laughs> for promotion for emerging <laughs> entrepreneurs. What type of advice would you give to somebody that wants to do that? Um, I would say have a plan. Have a plan. um, Be very confident in what you're doing. Stand firm on what it is that you do. Um, One thing I'll say about that is when you're not standing firm, you're easily swayed. So then that starts creating where you're rebranding all the time. Oh, I'm doing this. Well, you know, no, I'm going to do this, you know. So stand firm on what it is that you want to do. Be confident and have a plan. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, definitely having a plan, I think, is really, 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 really the key because even if you do have a different direction that you want to go in, you can always kind of look at the plan and see, like, okay, these are my goals and my key components. And sometimes that different idea will match with your goals and sometimes it won't. But if you have that written plan already, you can see, okay, maybe I do need to adjust the plan a little bit. Or you can say, okay, well, that does, that's just completely left field. So having that is really important. Writing a vision and making it plain is definitely something that is a a big deal. Now, uh, this is a question I ask everybody that comes on the show, and they always like, oh, no, not me. I just, I'm so so modest, I can't toot my own horn. But uh, you're the one that started this show and this whole brand in the first place, so I expect to hear a very great response from you, ma'am. What makes you, Twanita Dozier, the CEO and founder of Boss Up Magazine, what makes you a boss? Um, because I'm driven, um, because like I said before, I stand firm on what it is I want and what I believe and what I envision, period. Um, as I said before, if you, basically, if you don't stand for nothing, you fall for anything. So, um, I think that that is important. Um, I think that it's necessary for you to run any business. 
because mm-hmm. you can't run a business if you're not confident in what you're doing because, number one, no one's going to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, it's not going to last that long because you're not even confident in what you're doing. Um, and I would say driven because when you're driven, that means that you're going to always keep your eye on the prize and you're always going to make sure you elevate yourself and you elevate mm-hmm. your business and make sure you get to where you're supposed to go. All right. Well, there you go. I love that. Elevate <laughs> yourself. Elevate. Um, mm-hmm. Last thing, I just want you to plug those upcoming events. I know there's uh, Cupcakes and Conversation coming to Wilmington, Delaware, July 20th, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Wilmington, uh, Delaware, July 20th. Okay, what time does it start? It will be from 1 to 4. Okay, and then uh, where can we find tickets at? You can find tickets on my website at www.bossupmag.org. You can buy tickets there. You can also find the event on Eventbrite as well. You would just have to type in Cupcakes and Conversations. But um, I would highly encourage you to go directly to the site just because the website is going to give you a little bit more detail. It's going to show you a little bit more footage from the previous events. Um, So I would definitely say, you know, go to the website, bossupmag.org. But, you know, some people are really heavy on Eventbrite, um, and they love Eventbrite. So, you know, if you are an (laughs) Eventbrite person, uh, the event is there as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, um, and, you know, the fly girl, (laughs) I will be in the building. I'm one of the panelists, uh, along with a lot of other uh, really successful and awesome powerhouse women. So definitely, you guys, make sure that you make your way to Wilmington, Delaware on July 20th. We'll be there from 1 to 4, talking about the importance of balance. Did you have any other events or things that you want to plug? Um, I know we also heard the commercial earlier about the different um, tools and services that you provide, but is there anything else you want to plug uh, while we're here? Uh, no, I just really wanted want to know about the Cupcakes and Conversation social tour um, as well as the Boss Lounge. Um, and, and those are the main things that um, I want to go ahead and push um, during this interview um, just because they are the most prominent things that I, I really would like entrepreneurs to take advantage of. So just those two. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show today. Um, do you have like a, a word of inspiration that you want to leave with everybody? I'll give you the last word since this, this is your show. You started it. I'll let you have the last word before we close out. Absolutely. Uh, part of my outro for all of my um, previous podcast interviews was Boss Up and Be Blessed. So that's what I'll end it with, Boss Up and Be Blessed. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Boss up and be blessed. We'll catch you next time on the Boss Bar Podcast. Bye. You've been listening to the Boss Bar Podcast with the Fly Girl. If you would like to have your business or your project featured on the show, have questions you would like to ask the bosses, or just want to say hi, send us an email at bossbarpod at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you next time on the Boss Bar Podcast.